This is part four now on Ephesians 3, 1 through 6, and my eager desire is to take this phrase in reading and draw out something that I believe for missionary work, for a church renewal, for discipleship, for preaching, for raising up strong biblical churches, for cultural transformation. This is simply enormously important. So, Father, grant, I pray, that the implications of this little phrase, reading, would land on us all and shape our lives, shape our way of helping others, raising our kids, doing our ministry at church and in the neighborhood and with friends and in our evangelism and our support for missions. Oh, God, show us the implications here, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. According to Revelation, the mystery was made known to me. I'm picking it up at verse 3, by the way. According to Revelation, the mystery was made known to me. As I have written beforehand, briefly, by which, in reading, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ. So let me lay out for you a sequence of events, and you see if they are so according to this text. We start with God's mystery. A mystery in the mind of God. The mystery. The mystery of Christ. So God had a thought. God had a plan. The, the mystery of God. Next, he reveals it. Reveals to apostles. Has now been revealed to his holy Apostles. Next, the apostles write. I have written. They write letters or gospels. So, writing. Next, we read. That's the one I want us to to focus on. In reading. Now, you might think the next thing I'm going to put here is, and we get perception into apostolic insight. But I'm not going to put that next because we've already read something absolutely crucial back in chapter 1. Remember? I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, so Paul is praying now, having delivered uh, verses, what, 1 through 16 of the first chapter, about the most dense theological verses in the Bible, full of doctrine, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit, or the spirit of wisdom and of revelation. And I take that to be the spirit that enables you to understand this revelation right here in verse 5 of chapter 3. 
God has revealed things to the apostles. They have written them down. We now get to read them, but something more is needed than mere reading. We need the Holy Spirit to give us a spirit that can discern revelation, see in revelation what is true, the knowledge of God. Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which he's called you? What are the riches, hope, riches, immeasurable greatness of power? In other words, all this knowledge that we get from reading, we must have the eyes of our hearts enlightened in order to know it as we ought to know it. So, before I put perceive here, I'm going to put hearts Enlightened. Oops, that's an L. By the Spirit. Then the reading, which is a very natural activity in one sense, combined with the supernatural spiritual reception of God's help. I wrote a whole book on this called How to Read the Bible Supernaturally. Those two together yield this insight, perception of that the divine mind, the mystery that has come through revelation into writing red. Light goes on in the heart, and we perceive the nature and beauty and truth of divine truth as it is in the mind of God. And I'm going to put one more step, although there is more than one, because we've seen it already, too. I'm going to go back here to chapter 1 and just remind us of what the goal of these first 14 verses are. They are unto the praise of the glory of his grace. We're down here in verse 12. Unto the praise of his glory. Or verse 14. To the praise of his glory. Why has all this been revealed? Why do we care at all? Why has Paul gone to prison and spent his life and will ultimately die in order to make these glorious things known? And the answer is, so that... They can be revealed, be written, be read, be illumined, be perceived and understood, and be praised. A life of doxology, a life of praise, a life of glorifying God is the goal. Now, let me just close by saying a word about this right here. I mean, the implications of this are absolutely staggering. They always have been. Why do Christians? raise their kids to read? Why do Christians build schools? Why do Christians care so much about the capacities of the human mind to take up written material and get right and true meaning from it? And the reason is because of this, the Bible. So, my conclusion would be, every people group on the planet, I don't care whether they're preliterate, literate, illiterate, Every people group on the planet 
we should desire, every culture, every ethnicity, no matter how oral or non-verbal or non-written it is, we should long that they would be able to have the Bible in their own language and that they would be able to read and that they and we would raise up generation after generation of those who have the skill to read. And what is reading? Reading is being able to take a passage in Ephesians or Romans or Matthew or Proverbs or Psalms or Isaiah, all over the Bible, we should be able to take passages and put the thoughts together in our minds the way the biblical authors put them together in their minds so that they have a clear, powerful, beautiful, true meaning. Now, this is a huge task, which is why it's never done, right? We don't just teach a kid to read uh, first grade reader books. We want them to go to the third grade and then go to the sixth grade and then go to the ninth grade and then go to the twelfth grade and then maybe go to college or not. But we want them to be able to read in such a way that looking at texts like this is not a foreign language. They can actually handle all these words because the goal is that our minds would, by reading, receive illumination through that reading and perceive the very mind of God and live to his praise. So never be, never be satisfied, never settle until you are moving toward the capacities, whether it's Proverbs, history, parable, Psalms, epistles. There are many ways of thinking in the Bible. And the goal is to have a capacity to read that can pick up all of them and follow the author's way of thinking and draw out riches of insight and perception for our souls that make us people who are strong, which I left out of here all of chapter 4, verse (laughs) 6. In other words, a life lived here flows from these insights and these perceptions. So in the weeks to come, months to come, we will unpack that as well. May God make you great readers for his praise.